Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, and I'm sitting here in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Tom Dorian? Yes, sir. Sitting at my side. I'm ready. Have you, have you seen my new seatbelts? Holding you in. Six-point seatbelt. Why a six-point? Oh, I've got two over the shoulder, two around the waist, two over the legs. I'm I'm ready. I'm buckled. I'm ready. As I know who's in the house. That that's is fair. true. That is fair. fair. That is fair. Thank you. Uh, you know, have you ever heard the expression, <laughs> you are what you eat? I have heard that. In fact, just the other day I used uh, the expression garbage in, garbage out. It's very appropriate for our uh, our setting here. Isn't yeah, it? well, no, not because of what we serve here. We have good food at the Catholic Cafe. You like donuts that's and muffins? Exa- that's and right. Well, can you pass me the grits? syrup for the pancakes I've got in front of me? The flapjack Absolutely. special. Absolutely. That little 12-stack thing you well, got let's, going. <laughs> let's, uh, let's welcome our guest, and we'll talk a little bit more about You Are What You Eat. And our guest is, Great. well, we know him as Biker, Biker Bob. Biker Bob. But the problem is... Get your seatbelts out. Bob Nicholas, what's happened to the bike? The bike is no longer in my possession, Deacon Jeff. Wow. You're no longer Biker Bob. I am no longer Biker Bob. The Bob formerly known as Biker Bob. The Catholic formerly known as Biker Bob. Well, so what are, you, uh, what are you driving now? I drive a Saab car now. So uh, Saab, Saab Bob. Bob. Saab Bob. <laughs> well, all right. So that doesn't have quite the ring to it. That's <laughs> I'm not as flattered by that name. We're just going like to call Biker. you Bob. I mean, you are now graduated to Bob. Just Bob. Just Bob. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll call you Just Bob. I That's like fine. that. Perfect. Like well, that. Just Bob, here we are talking about <laughs> you are what you eat. Yeah. And uh, it's very appropriate. We're in a cafe. Well... And, and, and obviously we talk about uh, the, the kind of things that we ingest in our bodies, our, uh, the food that we take in. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts in terms of you are what you eat? Well, I think, you know, if you think about an athlete as they're preparing for uh, a performance or a, uh, a track meet or the Olympics for that matter, they're feeding themselves with good, wholesome food that's going to provide the right fuel for them to perform lots at a high level. Lots of carbs. Lots of carbs, lots of protein, right? And there's plenty of diets out there that tell you how to lose weight, whether it be a carb diet or a no-carb diet or a protein diet or shakes and all these different things that are claiming to be now organic. And there's so many different foods that you can feed your body to give yourself the right fuel. Spiritually, we have a kind of a paradox of the same situation where in the world there are so many options to feed yourself spiritually. Well, uh, before we even get to the spiritual aspect, though, what happens to that athlete if he eats the wrong foods? He's not going to perform at the highest level possible in order to achieve the best result. He may not win. He may not come in first. He may not achieve the goal. He may not, you know, have his best time. And even if we're not athletes, if ordinary human beings, mm-hmm. uh, we're sort of called to take care of the, the that that temple that we have, that uh, our mm-hmm. bodies, and and we'll eat bad things. That's I'm looking true. at what Tom's got in front of him right now. I'm a little disturbed by what I see in front of Tom, actually. <laughs> not as high as his stack, though. You got to admit. Well, because you've eaten half of it already. But I, <laughs> I don't have sprinkles on my pancakes, though. Either that's sprinkles. True. Uh, which is, uh, anyway. Oh, no, it's that inch of whipped cream, though. That's so our, uh, that covers up the sprinkles. You can't see the sprinkles. <laughs> but I, I guess the point there is, that was that expression I was using to somebody just the other day, garbage in, garbage out. If you yes. if you eat garbage, you're really doing terrible things to your body. That's right. You're causing harm, not just now as you eat it, but it's, you know, think about your arteries, your heart. Think about the medical problems that people have as they go on. And they're not stewarding their body, as if you will, uh, to be the temple the way it's meant to be. It's not operating the way it's meant to be because it's having to fight off all these um, sort of toxins that we're right. putting in our body that are causing harm. 
Well, you know, the, the head chef at the Catholic Cafe, Father Ben Bradshaw, he, he uses the expression all the time, you cannot give what you do not have. Amen. And if you if you take into your body bad stuff, mm-hmm. your body can only produce bad stuff. I mean, really, uh, it's amazing how our mental aptitude, our, our, our thought process, who we are, what defines us as a, as a human being is affected by our physicality. Very much so. Our Catholic teaching is that our our souls and our bodies are united, mm-hmm. right? We're we're all one entity. One one that that body is not just a physical reality, but a spiritual reality. And our spiritual side can get strongly affected by what we take in physically. If we're in bad health, mm-hmm. it's so easy to be well a little grumpy, a little upset, a little angry, whatever, mm-hmm. and that's going to affect your outlook on everything. As a as a father, I have to watch carefully. I have. Um my blood sugar tends to go up and down, and you know, if I haven't eaten for quite a long time, I know that I might be a little shorter with my children. I, n- I may not reflect Christ to my family the way that I'm supposed to because my physical body isn't ready and prepared to, and that's affecting me and how I behave. And, and of course, you know, we, we, we take in food because our body asks for it. True. Our body is hungry. Mm-hmm. About every couple of hours or so for me, maybe about every 15, 20 minutes, I feel the need to, uh, it's to take in something. It's a constant thing for Tom. You know, he's, he's constantly eating. <laughs> he's always got a you know trail mix in his pocket That's right. just to keep him going. Uh, but but you know, I think that uh, we're always answering the, the call of our body, right? We're always trying to feed our body. And it's amazing how the worst food you eat... The stuff that you really crave, you know, the sugar, the the fat, the the French right. fries, you know, Twinkies. That, that's exactly right. You, you crave that stuff, <laughs> but really there's no nourishment there, so you keep craving it because right. your body is hungry. You don't get fulfilled. You 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 keep eating more of the same garbage stuff. Right. You know what's funny is, think about the the least expensive food on the planet is generally the most harmful to your body. You know, you can go buy fast food and get a hamburger, but is it really a burger? What, what kind of meat is it? You know, you don't know what you're ingesting, but it's quick, it's fast, it's it's instant gratification. And that's not always the best for us. Right. Uh, but we like it. It tastes good, right? And it, it, it makes us feel good in the instant. And then 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, however long later, now I'm, I'm starving again. So I'm going to repeat the cycle. I'm not going to go get good food. I'm going to continue to eat bad food. And, and that's where obesity has become a problem. Uh, diet has contributed to different diseases and different medical conditions. And it's it's because we're maintenancing a constant hunger. We're not being fulfilled well, by the right food. Now you can see this wonderful connection True. right, between mm-hmm. what we eat in our physical bodies and, and, and what nourishment it does or does not produce. And then that same concept of the, of the spiritual food. Right, and our our need to um, to feed our spirituality. Mm-hmm. So, what is the connection there? Well, the same concept is true. If we continually feed ourselves with junk, with things that are not truth, this you know, uh, different types of messages we receive, whether it be from the TV, the radio, what we read, conversations we're having, whatever we're putting into ourselves. If it's not fulfilling, if it doesn't answer that fundamental question that we're searching for in our heart, we're going to continually try and feed this junk because we're constantly hungry. Well, and we we're think never that's fulfilled. what we want. Well, it's because We've it provides ourselves. Us instantaneous gratification, but it doesn't give us any kind of sustaining, now I've found what I'm looking for. I know who I am. I know where I came from. I know where I'm going. These big questions can't be answered on junk food. You know, spiritually. And the sadness is we've sort of become Pavlovian, haven't we? We've we've actually become the our bodies have, have mastered us True. rather than us mastering our bodies. And so we'll go through life craving ever more 
harmful stuff that's harmful to our spirituality, not even realizing that it's harmful to our spirituality. That's exactly right. And and the beautiful thing is the one thing that's that's, that's wonderful that you when you come across something that is <laughs> fulfilling and truthful, it's so fulfilling. I mean that's. It's almost like giving up ice cream for Lent, and you love ice cream. And at the end of Lent, when Easter comes, you go get a bowl of ice cream. It's it tastes better. It tastes greater than it did before because you've been without it. The same thing is true with truth and the Word of God. When we finally come across that one thing that fulfills us, we can't help but want more of it. And and the prophet Jeremiah speaks of this uh, in chapter 15. He writes, "When I found your words, I devoured them." They became my joy and the happiness of my heart, because I bore your name, O Lord, God of hosts. I devoured them. That you know, in that sense, God is a food yeah. for him. He's likening that idea of of eating the good stuff, yeah. and the good stuff makes you good. Right, and you don't devour things that don't make you feel good. I mean, when you you think about that porterhouse or that fillet that's sitting in right. front of you, you're going to devour that thing. You you know, it's you're a monster. The same thing is true when it comes to the truth that we put in front of us. When somebody who's hungry and has been searching their whole life to find something that is truthful and constant and concrete, and they come across the Word of God that fulfills them, you know, you hear people reading the Bible in such a short period of time because they can't get enough of it, or right. going to so many different church experiences, or getting into groups around other people who believe in this joy because it's it's food it's feeding us and we're we're producing now good fruit or good uh, a good byproduct in our life because the food that's coming in on the front end is now fulfilling and full of the nutrients we need spiritually to be successful and obviously if we keep filling ourselves spiritually with with terrible stuff whether it be bad spirituality right, right uh, stuff that's in error that obviously is contradictory to what God intends us to know about him uh, or if it's just material that's uh, just very earthly and just very uh, uh, lacking in all uh, of any kind of spirituality, very secular. Very much so. And if we and if we fill ourselves with that, then we become what we eat, right? We become spiritually dead. We become uh, we don't have life within us. Absolutely. And and actually, the New Testament has a great quote that goes uh, along with that, and it's from Philippians chapter three. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. Their minds are occupied with earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we also await a Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. That's St. Paul talking to the Philippians, and mm -hmm. it's it's wonderful, very insightful. Tell us a little more about that. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I love how he says their God is their stomach and their glory is their shame. You know, their minds are occupied with earthly things. They can't see the glory of God. They can't see the beauty because they're addicted to the bad food. And, you know, we've got to sort of go through a, a, a physiological or spiritual cleanse to remove our addictions to these uh, poor fruit, you know, this this stuff that doesn't have nutrients, that doesn't fulfill us, to remove that from our bodies so that we can focus and, and realize and, and see the glory of God that, that Paul is writing. Now, you know, he continues on to write and tell us about. And that is what Jeremiah desires to devour. That's what we should desire to devour is the word of God, the truth that he brings us. That's wonderful. And we are going to talk more about uh, what we are eating these days and, and what are some better things that we can eat uh, going forward right after this break. Before I do that, though, I want to uh, I want to remind everyone at home that they can visit us on the web. Tom, where is that? It is at www.thecatholiccafe.com. Wonderful. And how can they email me? 
deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. All right, wonderful. So we'll we'll be right back after this, and I'm going to go to the refrigerator and see what else I can dig up from the kitchen at the Catholic Cafe. <laughs> I'm Bess Drzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. The Catholic Church has always taught that to receive Holy Communion is to receive Jesus, to actually be in communion with the divine nature. Because the Eucharist is not merely a symbol of the living Christ, but is actually Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity. This is not a modern teaching. It has been constant for 2,000 years, and there is ample evidence of this constant belief in the very words of the early church fathers. In the earliest years of the fledgling Christian church, St. Ignatius of Antioch wrote, Heretics abstain from Eucharist and from prayer because they do not confess that the Eucharist is the flesh of our Savior, Jesus Christ. This was around 110 A.D. in his letter to the church of Smyrna just several short decades after Christ walked the earth. Did Ignatius have it wrong? Could he have gone astray so soon after the Savior's ascension into heaven? If he had, certainly the church in her spirit-led wisdom would have quashed the erroneous teaching. But alas, history tells us of no corrections, only constant support for this teaching on Christ's real and true presence in the Eucharist. St. Justin Martyr in 151 A.D. told us, We do not receive these things as common bread or common drink, but as Jesus Christ our Savior, being incarnate by God's Word, took flesh and blood for our salvation, so also have we been taught that the food consecrated by the word of prayer which comes from Him, from which our flesh and blood are nourished by transformation, is the flesh and blood of that incarnate Jesus. In 181 A.D., St. Irenaeus reminded us that Jesus declared the cup to be his own blood and the bread he established as his own body. St. Cyril of Jerusalem asked us in 350 A.D., When he himself, therefore, having declared and said of the bread, This is my body, who will dare any longer to doubt? And when he himself has affirmed and said, This is my blood, Who can ever hesitate and say it is not his blood? Yes, the early church fathers all knew, believed, and taught that to receive the Eucharist is to receive Jesus. And this teaching has been constant since the very first Eucharist, Christ's offering of himself for our salvation nearly 2,000 years ago. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here with Tom Dorian. And, of course, we have Just Bob Nicholas. Just Bob. Formerly Biker Bob, but now Just Bob Nicholas, who's uh, helping us to understand what our diet should be, especially when it comes to spirituality. Mm -hmm. So, Bob, where we were when last we met... When last we met. That's right. We we were talking about the importance, obviously, of putting good stuff in your body spiritually, and then that way you become a more spiritual person, which would make you a better Christian and start to do the work of the Lord here on uh, on Earth. Now, this is a really important point. I really want to go to this and kind of fixate on this for just a second, because this is something that affected me personally. I remember uh, as a young married man, 
that my wife and I would, would watch things on television. And we would watch shows like, I don't know if people remember the show Friends with Jennifer Aniston, that, yep, yep. that whole group of people. And we'd watch and we'd think, you know, this is really kind of funny stuff. We'd laugh when they would laugh and d- d- all the silly things, the antics they would do the first couple of years. And next thing you know, we sort of realized as we sort of stepped back and started evaluating the things that we were watching on television is that we were sort of we were participating in their escapades sort of, uh, you know, just not really. We weren't there, but we weren't doing the things they were doing, but we were enjoying watching them in their um, their comical relationships, etc. But pretty soon they started sleeping with each other, and they started uh, doing terrible things to each other, and you start thinking, well, you know, this isn't funny anymore. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize that that stuff is actually doing harm to you. You think, well, you know what, I'm sort of spiritually mature. It's okay for me. So I can watch this television show. I can go to this movie. I can maybe see this really bad material on the Internet and not be drawn into that world. So I I think I'm stronger than that. Mm -hmm. Now, this whole idea about filling yourself with the wrong stuff, you know, we don't really know what's going on there to our own our own bodies, our own psyches when we're when we're doing that. Our own soul is at at risk when we do that. You don't know what harm you're doing. You know, the question: When do you find out that you've done harm? And that is sort of it's it's that whole slow fade theory. You know, when I start out, it's it's very simple and it's every once in a while and it's not a big deal. And then the habit grows a little bit. And then the habit grows a little. And the next thing you know, it begins to consume your life. And that's what addiction's really about. And humans are addictive people. Look at us, you know. Look at football. Look at uh, the movies that come out. We we measure how good a movie is by how much money it makes, how many people went to see it, you know. And that becomes sort of this pursuit of someone's life to make a great movie that a million, you know, however many people go see. And the simple sitting on the couch after a hard day of work, providing for your family, living out your vocation, making money, you come home and you sit on the couch and... You know what, honey? All I want to do is just watch a little TV. The, the whole idea of a brain drain. You know, does that affect me? Does that negatively affect my ability to be the best version of myself, the best Catholic I can be, the best Christian I can be? And the answer is yes. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of subconscious stuff going Very on. Very much so. That when we are, we become receptors, we become sponges mm-hmm. at that point, and we start taking that stuff in, and we start seeing these people living certain ways, and then vicariously we sort of live that out uh, either in a fantasy way or just sort of we start to try to make that the reality that we would live in with our family, and right. it affects it, affects it adversely. Because we assign the, the, the term, I love this, we assign that as normal. Yeah. Well, that's what the normal world experiences. So I should have some experiences like that or else I'm not normal. And and our our right and wrong switch becomes adjusted just a little bit. You know, that's the the, the sin that men deal with the most and that you know the, the the idea of looking at a woman and and I love hearing a man say, "Well, I appreciate her beauty because she was created by God. I'm not fixating on her. I'm not using her for myself. I'm I'm appreciating her beauty." Mm. That's a tough thing to really believe because if you really look at her, what are you looking at? What qualities of her are you trying to see? Depends on how long you look too. Very much so. (laughs) Yeah. And and do you need to see certain parts of her to determine whether she's beautiful or not, or is she beautiful because of who she is? And and again, it's the mind. That's a huge. That's a huge challenge we have today. And we're speaking obviously. There's three guys sitting here in the Catholic Cafe's uh, luxurious corner. None of us is perfect. If there were three women here, they'd have some of the same issues. Maybe some different versions of them, or how they how they. uh, happened in their own lives, but mm-hmm. the reality is we're all challenged, right? But it goes back to that whole idea of what you put in to your eyes, to your ears, mm-hmm. to your mouth, to your heart. That's what's going to 
determine who you are. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's why it's very important that we watch everything that we put into our into our bodies and into our, our souls because that's going to be the main determinant of who we are. Whether we like it or not, we become that. You are what you, you eat. You are what you eat. Well, you know, that sort of brings me to the, the, the next part of what we need to talk about. And one of the beautiful things about the Catholic faith, the one thing that sets the Catholic Church apart from all other churches, really, mm-hmm. uh, is, is our teachings, especially those on the Eucharist, the sacraments, and the Eucharist uh, first and foremost, the preeminent, uh, wonderful, beautiful gift of, of God himself in the, in the form of Jesus physically, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And that is the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. And so if we take this, you are what you eat, right? And we as Catholics, I don't want this to sound weird, but we eat Jesus, right? We, we take that divine nature into our hearts. We become basically a living tabernacle. Mm-hmm. We contain within us the Almighty God. Right, the creator of everything, the author of life, and the sustainer of life, we have him inside us. And that's a gift that we're given that when we take in, we become more like him. We share in that divine nature for that time when Jesus is inside us. And our job as Catholics is to utilize that as a way to constantly change. You know, that that's what the sacraments are for. We have the Eucharist, we have sacrament of confession, we have uh, sacrament of marriage, holy orders. All these things are designed for us to conform our lives to that of Christ and to conform ourselves to that of Christ because we're created in the image and likeness of God and Jesus Christ is God. So we're trying to get back to the Father, trying to get back to the home where we came from. And, and that's not just a place, it's an identity. And, and that's something that... Uh, we have to be very careful of, like you said, what we put into ourselves. Why not put the best possible thing into ourselves as food? Why not take in the living bread that came down from heaven, as John writes, which I'm going to read right now, if that's okay. Uh, one of the verses that I find very inspirational and it is from John chapter 6, and it's verse 53 and what follows. He says, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. I mean, that sounds like a prescription for life right there. Jesus is telling us, you know what? You don't need to look at the menu. That's right. I'm the menu. I'm going to give you everything you need. And and you said it perfectly earlier when you're talking about the sacraments being those things that sort of orient us to God that keep us on the right track. That's exactly why Jesus established a church. He established a church to be the guardian and the, and, and the gifter of these sacraments, the, 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 the opportunity for us to receive Jesus, mm-hmm. right? To receive the grace of God. And that grace becomes the sort of fuel. Right to power us through life, to overcome whatever challenges we may uh, encounter, but but also just to sort of orient us to God, just to constantly remind us that God loves us and wants us to be with Him for eternity in heaven. And it's through these sacraments that we that we experience that. If you think about uh, our topic today, you know, you are what you eat. And equate this back. Essentially, the church is the diet plan. 
You know, right. that, that is the structure that the doctor is giving us to make sure we that we have the optimal weight and op- optimal performance. And it's we're the, Catholic it's, athletes. It's the high Jesus diet. That's exactly right. You don't, want the, Jesus Jesus you don't want the low one. You want the high Jesus diet. That's right. Diet. And, and, and we're Catholic athletes, spiritually, you know, Christian athletes. And this is the best food for us to run our best race. And, and ultimately, that's what we're trying to do. Right. Now, so we've just told people the secret, right? We've told people the, the, the thing that's going to set them free. But it's not like we just, you know, just Bob and Deacon Jeff and Tom sitting here that we just came up with this. This is 2,000 years old. Mm -hmm. And it's very important that we go back to that John chapter 6 that you just read and we find out what happens after this fact. Right? What do the Jews do? What do some of the Jews do? Well, again, we go to John, like you said, and it says, Then many of his disciples who were listening said, This saying is hard. Who can accept it? Since Jesus knew that the disciples were murmuring about this, he said to them, Does this shock you? What if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life, while the flesh is of no avail. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but there are some of you who do not believe. They left. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting that... And he didn't chase after them. No, he didn't. He let them go, because it's a a free will thing, right? right? We have to have free will to choose... And Jesus says, look, here's, here it is. He didn't and, say it was a symbol either. But notice that he said, that, that the scripture tells us, that John tells us these were his disciples. These are people that had followed him, mm-hmm. that accepted everything else he said. Until he said this. He gets to the hard saying. Yeah. Right? And then they can't, they can't take it. That's so right. it's, it's to tell us that even today, they're going to be, it's not going to be easy. Nope. It's not going to be easy. We can sit here and say, well, there's, there's the gift of life, that the bread of life. It comes from Jesus, and, and it's the Eucharist. And still today, there are obviously millions of people, right, mm-hmm. walking the earth who don't see that. And so that's something we need to pray for. We need to pray for it, and we need to be uh, on our diet as best that we can so that we're conformed more and more and more to be like Christ to the world, which is what our calling is, so that those who haven't necessarily received the prescription fully or haven't read the prescription fully can see in us the fruit see in us that you know we're losing weight right and we're running right. faster and and we can jump higher and 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 they want that then that then all of a sudden as Jeremiah as we read earlier in the first segment they will want to devour these words as we have and they'll want to try to do the same things that we imperfectly try to do but they continually eat the right food and continually run the right race. So let's uh, let's let's pray that obviously that everybody realizes that you are what you eat, and rather than live a life of garbage in, garbage out, let's live a life of divinity in, divinity, divinity out. out. Amen. Right. Great. Thanks so much, uh, just Bob Nicholas, for for being with us today. Thank you for taking me and my name change. All right. Very good. <laughs> well, let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father. You are author, creator, and sustainer of all. Help us to open our hearts, minds, and bodies to you. Fill us to overflowing with the gift of your word, the life-giving bread of Jesus Christ, so that we may share your love with all those we meet. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And with the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.